What adjustments are integrators and engineers making to provide efficient service during the COVID pandemic? In this episode, some of our Gold Certified Integrators share their tactics for processing current information, establishing communication, utilizing automation tools to enable testing remotely, and ways that their employees are continuing to support customers. This is Inductive Conversations, with Justin Reese speaking with our guests, Brandon Ellison, Scott Ogletree, and Bill Bivens from Prime Controls. Hello and welcome to Inductive Conversations. My name is Justin Reese. I'm the Integrator Program Manager at Inductive Automation. And today I'm joined remotely by Prime Controls, specifically Brandon Ellison, Automation Specialist, Scott Ogletree, Regional Manager, and Bill Bivens, Vice President of Business Development. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So let's start off with some introductions. Um, Bill, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the listeners about your role in Prime Controls? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. My name is Bill Bivens. I'm the Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Business Development uh, at Prime Controls. been with the company approximately 10, 11 years, um, but I've been in the industrial automation business going on 23 years and uh, can honestly say haven't seen an environment like we are working in today before. I'm sure. And then Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, sir. Scott Ogletree. Um, I am the regional manager for our West Texas region. I've uh, been with Prime going on eight years, been in the business, um, that feels like 25, 26 years now. So my, my role is to run our office out in West Texas and um, and cover our focus as oil and gas in this area, but we're diversified and do water wastewater work as well. Great. I'll say a little bit about myself. This is Brandon Ellison. I'm an automation specialist in the West Texas office as well, uh, primarily in the Midland and Odessa region. Um, I've been with Prime Controls for three years now, uh, mainly working with ignition, uh, various devices, PLCs, and everything that kind of entails in the oil and gas industry. Great. Well, thank you for the introduction. It's great to have you guys on. Bill, would you mind giving me a bit of a description about Prime Controls, what you do, industry served, and any other information you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for asking. Um, so Prime Controls is an industrial automation uh, engineering and system integration firm. Uh, we specialize in and focus in the process automation sector. That makes up, I mean, easily 99.9% of our business. But we're, we're very focused in um, select diverse uh, industries. And uh, those process automation industries are specific to energy, uh, water, wastewater infrastructure, high-tech manufacturing and utility systems, and any and everything that, uh, as we see it in this day, for, in today's day, fortunately, is an essential business um, utilizing industrial automation. So uh, and right now, we're fully operational and are, are here to help any and all at this time. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And Brandon, I'm wondering, could you tell us a little bit about being gold certified and what does that mean to you and how have you found that beneficial for your company? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, a huge thing is obviously having a discount as being a gold integrator. So being able to get software cheaper for our customers and potential customers uh, throughout the region. Also, it has given us the ability to, you know, have the experience and the wisdom to build and install new uh, applications for, you know, for these customers in the most practical and uh, best knowledgeable way. So, you know, that that's really helped us as far as being gold certified and 
we, you know, we have continued to adapt and learn as much as we can to continue that uh, development for newer and existing customers as we go along in their projects. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed you guys have several uh, version eight certified engineers. So I think that's awesome. Brandon, who in the company is working remotely and how has that been going? Well, generally, it's uh, at least out here in the West Texas local region. And, you know, it's been all of our automation specialists or engineers for instance. Granted, you know, we do have to have some people in the field uh, for the mechanical and the electrical uh, issues that we usually come across for most of our customers. But generally, you know, all programming as far as devices and SCADA work have been all done remotely, you know, through the use of radio and uh, cellular systems that we have implemented out for our customers. Gotcha. And and along with that, uh, to what Brandon said, you know, that's that right there is a function of us utilizing technology and what we've done uh, for years and years. However, I will tell you with this pandemic, what we've been able to do is we've been able to uh, employ our other uh, workers with the ability to work from home. And those percentages have gone up drastically as far as who is working from home right now. Uh, in the past, in a, in a corporate support environment, you know, 100% of the people were in the office. And I'd say right now we've got at least 60, 70% of the workforce working at home. And I'm assuming you're seeing an increase in customers that would need remote work done as well. That's correct. Is there anyone still going out on a site? And if so, what adjustments have you needed to make for that? Yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, we still, like I said, we still have our technicians going out for existing commissioning that was already happening. You know, granted, we're still following our guidelines of having less than 10 people on site, practicing social distancing. So, the you know, when we have issues as far as the maintenance-wide on existing applications, um, we do usually have to send someone out there or if we're commissioning a new, uh, a new site for a customer. Great. And then Bill, you wanted to get to something on that, right? Yeah. I just wanted to point out that, and I'll echo this throughout, you know, we're trying to operate in a normal business fashion. Um, now some of our customers have had to take limitations on who they allow on job sites, but probably the biggest difference right now is yes, people are still going out. Um, except now we have to follow certain protocols that, either we as a company have established or our client base has established. And uh, that's just, I, I used to say the new norm, but I think ideally it's the new temporary norm. And uh, that's that's how we're operating every day. Right. And then while I have you on that subject, Bill, um, what has Prime been doing to communicate and coordinate with your team and with customers? That's a very good question. I can tell you, I came back from, and most of us came back from our spring break vacation in early March to uh, to a whole new world. And that began with um, formation of uh, an executive committee uh, specifically established to address, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And number one, we had to figure out, when you talk about communication, what was communication coming in? And we, that, that was the information we needed to, to bring in and process and find out what was factual, what was, what was going on, what was going on with our employees, number one, what was going on at our job sites with our customers, with our suppliers. We had to get a lay of the land on the whole thing. And it took about a full day uh, to get an assessment. And immediately what we did is we needed to make two, two, two forms of communication. And that was um, number one to our employees about we are committed to operate business as usual, but, you know, our self-health and our self-health assessments um, come first. Second thing, we communicated our, to our customers the very same thing. This went out through broadcast me- uh, emails to specific, not only customers, but also to specific individuals that were tied to certain projects at certain customers. 
Uh, then we utilize social media to get the message out um, to our suppliers, our customers, our contractors, et cetera, um, over what our status was. And that was our commitment to operate as normal, along with the, you know, as long as our, uh, the health of our employees were stable and um, not put at risk. And that began a, uh, a numerous amount of communication from customers that we were receiving and about how their protocols were changing and how we then needed to continue to communicate to our employees about how they needed to operate on the job site um, to keep going. Right. Yeah. Great answer. You know, you mentioned continuing as normal and trying to operate as if things were still unnormal. Have there been any big projects put on hold or anything put on hold as a result of this? Yes and no. Um, projects have changed and altered uh, slightly on how they've moved forward with the normal schedule. But I hesitate to answer this question in a, in a positive fashion because I don't want the, uh, <laughs> the, the the phone to ring. But but so far, most of our customers have been able to adapt to this environment. Um, we've had to have some people that normally were on the job site work from home or a hotel room. Um, we've had some uh, customers that have had to scale back as far as what they call critical resources uh, allowed on the job site. We've had some customers that have postponed, you know, for a week or two weeks, you know, maybe commissioning or a certain effort that's on the job site until they really get their hands around what their new protocols are going to be. But for the most part, every all of our customers are, are trying to operate and continue with everything as planned. And then what have been some of the biggest hurdles in doing that, either for Prime or for your customers? And how are you overcoming those hurdles? You know, I think processing information, number one, um, because information is coming in uh, starting, you know, early March, you know, every hour upon the hour you were hearing something different. So then it was, it became day to day and now it's become week to week when it comes to what we're dealing with. But the biggest hurdle I would say is, is processing what our clients need and want day to day because it changes as they gather information. So we're trying to gather information to make sure our employees are operating, working in a safe environment, but then we've got to get them out on job site and we don't know what's going to change day to day. And then, by the way, as soon as you think you've got things under control, you get the phone call that, well, there might have been this person that was compromised or this person that was uh, exposed at a certain client. And then you have to track all the facts involved with that. And, um, and that becomes challenging uh, in its sense to to track data, to track all the information coming in, and then responding in the proper way, again, for our employees, and then along with our customers' protocol. Yeah, that's quite a responsibility. And then could you touch on a little bit of the successes you've managed to have during the shutdowns? Well, I can tell you, one of the things that we've been able to do is we've had to learn quickly how to work in an entirely different environment. So all of a sudden, all these people that are used to you know, driving into the office or going to see a customer or going to, you know, going to a job site are now staying at home. And, you know, a lot of the workforce, you know, in, in America is used to working from home. Well, in our business, you know, some people are, but, you know, a lot of our resources have had to have adjusted to that. And we've been able to utilize and enable some really neat tools. Uh, Microsoft Teams, Skype, our internal collaborative tools that Prime Controls uses um, has allowed us to, um, it almost seems like we're more productive and, and busier now than we were several weeks ago because 
you're packing everything in while you've got everybody's attention and you can access them right, right in front of your screen. And you're being more efficient with your time. That's for sure, because it's scheduled, it's right in front of you and you got to move on to something else. So you got to get it done. Yeah, that is, a, that's also a big change I'm hearing from a lot of different integrators is that uh, you have everything kind of right there at your fingertips. We have the technology with the remote capabilities and I haven't heard too many people saying that they have lost efficiency. So that's good to hear. So Scott, how has all of this impacted the support of your customers' machinery? Well, Justin, you know, we've kind of been, been hit with a, a couple of items here. We've got the coronavirus pandemic. It's kind of pulled a lot of the, the resources out of the field that we normally uh, work with and work alongside. And we've also been hit with the oil pricing. So that's even taken, um, you know, the presence of our customers away even more. So what we're being called on to do is, is what we've always done is to be able to support these customers in the field as their employees are back home or are not at the job at the time. So we continue to work on remote side and, and we're getting more and more calls to be able to start handling the maintenance services for those guys. Our business actually picked up during this time. So we're continuing to communicate with our customers to make sure that we're listening to what they need and adapt. That's great. You know, aside from the communication, I think we, we've got a dozens of employees right now that are saying, hey, tell our customers we're ready to get out there and go see them, go visit them, go take care of them. Yeah, we're ready to do this. They're in good hands. We have the technology. We have the will. You know, I have been really, really amazed by our our employees and their willingness to uh, to set, step out and get out and go see the customers and go support them instead of wanting to, you know, kind of hold back and and be fearful of, of exposure. Um, I feel like they they feel like the company set them up in a safe environment and that their customers are set up in a safe protocol, so they're ready and willing to go. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, Bill, how do you go about factory acceptance tests and correct operations of new equipment in front of the customers? That is a very good question. And we had to learn almost within hours how to adapt to this new temporary environment. Um, literally the week that uh, shelter in places were being um, issued and travels were being, uh, excuse me, travel was being restricted. Um, we had factory tests set up at our Louisville, Texas office and some of our remote offices. So, you know, clients couldn't get there. Uh, consulting engineering firms, third-party, you know, contractors or whatever could not get there. Um, and in some cases, the test was supposed to be done elsewhere outside of a prime facility and our guys could not go. And this was to include being out of the country. So to answer the question, what we really did is we enabled the tools that were already in place. So what I think we're seeing is I think we're seeing some of our third-party consultant, contractor, and our end users, they're, they're opening their eyes and they're seeing the real power of the, the automation tools that we have. So uh, one example is we've got a test going on where the end user is in one, one part of one country. Prime's engineers are enabling the testing of the equipment from their home base and the owner is in their home base witnessing everything. And um, it's going great. And we we're able to do this remotely on a number of tests that we've just really switched to in the last three weeks. That's awesome. So Brandon, I have a question for you. Are you still continuing to work closely with inductive automation during this time? Absolutely. Whether it be coming from trying to still get our premier uh, integration status with inductive automation or contacting y'all's customer support, which has been absolutely awesome during every uh, experience I've had with them. 
we are still continuing to use y'all, especially since we've kind of had a ramp up in questions from our customers about uh, their ignition platforms. Now that they've been working remotely, it seems that they have been relying on them, of course, a lot more now. So we've came into a few issues uh, that we were not able to solve and, you know, had to uh, get to y'all's customer service to kind of look through what's going on and uh, found a solution very quickly. So, yes, we are. Well, that's great to hear. I know from our end, we definitely want to work as closely as possible with all of our different integrators at this time, especially now with everything going on. I think it's really important that we all stay connected. So. This is just one of those things, podcasts and different co-marketing opportunities. So I appreciate that, Brennan. So back over to you, Bill. I have another question. Um, how have production and shipping personnel been impacted in compliance with the government shutdowns? Um, well, you know, one of the things we had to, to do, you know, I was talking about the amount of resources that were able to work from home. So, you know, we, we canvassed the, the landscape of the, the workforce and we said, okay, if you can work from home, then, then take that opportunity if you're set up to, to where you can still be productive. But it's very clear that in our business, you know, the personnel that cannot work from home are production and shipping. So we had to adopt our own protocols. Um, we went to shift work to be able to minimize the amount of production people that were in the shop. We have a very large facility where we do production, um, but they're, they're abiding by our social distancing guidelines that we have in place. They're being supervised to make sure that they're abiding by those social distancing guidelines while in production. And then from a shipping perspective, all of our suppliers and all of our personnel managing both the outgoing product and then the suppliers coming in, everybody, you know, is operating, you know, masked, gloved, distanced, um, the proper protocols are being handled and uh, we've been able to adapt pretty easily. That's great. And then we saw that Prime put out a message from the president about continuing to operate. Any of the ways you've been communicating with your customers about the coronavirus? Well, first of all, you know, I'll, I'll say that I've been a part of a committee um, that's met myself, our president, and three others that have met every morning uh, for the last three weeks to go over um, whatever the issue of the hour is that's been brought to us from this pandemic. And I can tell you, um, it's been very important for him to continue to communicate several different things. And I won't go into all the messaging, but um, what's being done is the communications coming from him. Uh, there's additional meetings that are being had with all of mid-management personnel. Each mid-management personnel is having team meetings, what obviously be either Microsoft Teams or conference calls, to continually communicate with their employees about the, the, the state of the business and to gather uh, input to get feedback about what they're seeing. And then we're feeding it up to the necessary people on the committee, which always includes you know, our president it always includes their manager, managerial person, and it 100% includes the head of our safety, which is uh, our corporate safety manager who's involved in all aspects of what's going on right now. Great. So, Brandon, what have you guys learned from working remotely? Well, not only have we you know, learned how important our radio and SCADA networks are, but we, I believe the customers also learned the importance of having SCADA and the remote applications that we've uh, integrated for them. I'd like to state, um, you know, we've seen an uh, experience that, you know, the managers in the managerial department usually don't have a problem using SCADA, but we found a lot of operators tended to stay away from it or not want to learn it. 
Well, now that we're in this time where we're practicing social distancing, can't being on site, I believe a lot of them have uh, adjusted to actually wanting to use the software and learning how important it really is. So SCADA has, you know, and as well as just remote uh, applications uh, to all of our devices have just completely changed, uh, at least in the thought processes of all the people that use them in most of our industries. Great. And just a follow-up question on that. Do you guys see yourself using some of these things that you learn going forward, um, even after everything does return to normal? Um, yeah, 100%, I believe so. Um, you know, I, I think learn, getting people to learn how important, you know, these remote applications are, uh, especially during this time, has been, you know, greatly beneficial to not only us being able to develop more things for the customer and themselves, but also being able to use it in a capacity that it can be, you know, be great in. Awesome. And Scott, next question's for you. Do you have any advice for the listeners who are trying to manage this unprecedented situation? Yeah, I do, Justin. You know, what's been successful for us is um, we've increased in our communication with our, with our customers. We check in with them daily, try to understand what their what their roadblocks, what their issues are, and, and really what their timelines are now, whether they've been pushed out or that it's been pulled back into a more immediate future. You know, so understanding where they're at is really what's helping us push our push our work. And then being able to get creative with the tools that we either already have in place or look for those tools that will help us, you know, be able to take care of our customers for as long as the pandemic goes out. Right. And then, Bill, did you have anything to add to that? Any advice for the listeners who are trying to manage this? Yes, I would say most important thing is listen to your people and listen to your customers. Don't get caught up in uh, well, and, and abide and follow the guidelines that are coming from the authorized regulatory and, and governmental groups. Uh, don't get caught up in, in anything else and rumors and, and all that other stuff because, again, it, the health and safety of your, your employees and keeping track of that and making sure that that is communicated properly along with sticking to your customer protocols. And then, Brandon, same question to you if you have any input. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, using this time to develop and give your customers the, uh, you know, all of the tools that they need to be able to, you know, use all of their devices and their sites remotely is just going to be so beneficial right now. I know since having a lot of downtime, a lot of our customers have used this time to verify data coming into SCADA, verify alarms and things of that matter, basically practical maintenance that you can't do in a fast paced type of integration setting. So that's what would be my biggest advice to any type of other uh, engineer or integrator out there. Great. Thank you. I think just in general, everybody has, uh, has learned to roll up their sleeves and understand it is a new working environment, whether you're having to deal with a barking dog, uh, understand that somebody's kid you know, came and interrupted during a conference call or you know, somebody walked through in the background you know, and somebody's like, you know, somebody, you know, waves at your wife that, that walks by. Um, so we all just have realized that this is what we have to deal with. And that, that's kind of made s- some aspect of it lighthearted. But other than that, uh, I think we're just, uh, we're staying serious and, and, and down to business. That's great. Yeah. And in my own personal statistics, uh, reaching out to integrators, I've noticed there's about a 70% uh, rate of dogs being involved in one way or another. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> either on the video calls or barking in the background. Good. Any other personal anecdotes or additional stories you'd like to share regarding working with the Corona outbreak? 
Yeah, I'd actually like to say something. Um, so, I, you know, we've had to adapt uh, to the government guidelines of practicing social distancing when we're actually on site. You know, that's been a little bit of challenging for us as integrators because you're so used to having so many types of vendors, contractors on site at the same time. Uh, at this point, you know, we've kind of had to spread up that work uh, and kind of stay away from people and just be conscious of, you know, having others around you, not trying to get in their personal space. So, you know, that's something I think everyone's had to adapt to. And from what I've seen, actually doing very well at being able to do that. That's great. Well, what would you guys like to say uh, to your staff um, who have been working through this pandemic? Yeah, I can take that one for sure. Uh, amazing. The team has done an amazing job. Considering what's going on, not only, it's not just about your local region. It's not about just this country, what's going on in this world. And one of the things that's been said over and over and over again, you know, it's something we have never, ever seen. No one that we know has ever, ever seen or experienced. But yet, the team at Prime Controls is operating on a daily basis, although from a different work environment, as business as usual. And they're still trying to deliver the best product with the, the best integrity they can to the customer base. And I, my, what I say to them is amazing. You still impress me, continue to impress me every day. Fantastic. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to say about any topic? Yeah, I'd like to add just a little, you know, obviously there's a lot of uncertainty, whether it's coronavirus, oil prices, lack of work, things are going on. And our statement, you know, not just in West Texas to our team, but to our company as a whole, you know, prime controlled, we're still open for business. You know, we're, we're looking at our customers. We're trying to make sure that we're taking care of them regardless of what the situation is. We mentioned that to our, to our team as well to make sure they understand that Prime's behind our employees as well. Just talking to our customers to let them know that we're ready to come help them whenever. Beautiful. That's great. I'd also like to add, I'd like to give a little kudos to Ignition because, you know, especially with most of our customers that are using y'all's applications, being able to, you know, control and oh, supervise their Fields and sites remotely have been a great help during this time, especially. We have customers coming to us telling us, you know, that this has given them the ability to have no one on site and still be able to protect their, uh, their employees during this time. So that's, a, that's been a great thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, good. Uh, anything else that you guys want to, want to go over? Anything I left out? As a global supplier, what is Ignition seeing and feeling for how long we're going to have to adapt and change to the corona pandemic? Wow, that's a good question. Like you're asking basically how long we think that this is going to go on, like as a company? Yeah, from y'all's, ex from y'all's experience. I think we're kind of going off of just the national data that kind of comes in every day. Obviously, they're just like you guys are doing. I'm sure you're, we're monitoring everything very closely. And I think the main thing that we're doing is we're really trying to take advantage of any opportunities that we can to kind of uh, enhance our operating basis, to really make sure that providing as good a service as possible to our customers, especially the integrators. I mean, as you guys know, that inductive automation is kind of built, focused on integrators and built for integrators. So um, we just want to try to make them as useful as possible because obviously how well you guys are doing is how well we'll, we'll be doing long-term. So I don't know if there's really an answer to that, that we, we have anything like taped down, like we're expecting this to go back to normal. Bill, would you like to answer that for our company? You know, I'll tell you that uh, three weeks ago, we didn't know what the next day was going to bring. And then uh, last week we got to where, you know, from a business standpoint, we felt like we had a good handle on the next two weeks. And now we're over halfway through that. And we kind of see what the two weeks after that are going to bring. So I'm not going to say that um, uh, every, everything is every, every other two weeks, but we see um, in addition to 
having better visibility into what's going on and stabilization. We also see that um, there's been an uptick in uh, business opportunities and bid activity and things that are that are that are coming about now where we see people that we're dealing with, they're kind of acting like things are, are, are more normal or, or that, or they've just gotten used to it. But I, in things that I see that um, we prepared for the worst and uh, I don't know that we're going to get there. And I think that we're going to be back to normal, not back to normal, back to the new normal, um, I think sooner than we think. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to agree with you on that. Like, I, I don't think anybody wants this economically to go on for much longer. And so I think there will be a natural push for people to start kind of asserting themselves into more of the scene and making things go back to as close to as possible as the old, old normal. Well, if you, you know, if you look at the market, it's gone back up another seven, 800 points again today. So that is a good indicator. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's great to have you guys on. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity. It's been uh, tremendous and it was good working with you guys. Fantastic. Hey listeners, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at inductiveautomation.com.